There are kids in this world who are different. Special. I think it's a hoverboard. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. Your other nature. Who wants a selfie with the Grim Reaper? There's a girl flying in the water. Find the treasure I She belongs to the world of the good. It's a broken locket, exactly like mine. Dog, run! TVM shows. Mars Power. Imagination Amplified. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Blaze, Delaware, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the graceful and expressive elegance of truth and the clumsy and exhausting frozen loop of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live In Studio Audience. Oh, don't forget that I'll be over at your place after dinner, Deborah. And thanks again for letting me stay there while I have painters coming in to paint the living room. Oh, right. Yep, yep, yep. I remember. I didn't forget. It's going to be really fun. We'll have a sleepover and watch movies and eat popcorn and stay up really late. Yeah, probably not. I'll be pretty tired after dinner. Droids night out, you know. (laughs) So I'll probably just go to sleep as soon as I get there. So if you could just leave a light on in the hallway and make sure all the lights in the rest of the house are off so they're not shining into my room and leave a plate of cheese in the refrigerator for me for my 3 a.m. snack. Oh, and make sure there's a chilled glass of rubber cement boba tea next to it in case I get thirsty. Uh Uh-huh. Anything else? That's all, thank you. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, Please make sure the window is open about a half inch for some fresh air. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and keep the television on with the volume low, you know, (laughs) to block out any other noise in the house like you're snoring. I don't snore. Uh, yes, you do. You make bulldozers sound like bunny rabbits whispering. Okay, I don't think that's true. Yeah, so food, drink, lights, window, TV, that should do it. Oh, and of course, I'm bringing my laundry, so please don't forget to leave all my clothes ironed and folded on the dresser before I wake up at about noon. Okay, I think we need to talk about your expectations for your visit. But in the meantime, you've got a listener question light on, which means there's an email waiting to be printed. So let's just do that now. I'm going to push this button. That is not good. Oh, I got to see a doctor or something. Absolutely. Okay. Emily writes, Lisa, why did you make up this show? Well, Emily, it may surprise you to know that I did not make up this show. I answered an ad online and I was in between jobs and I figured, why not give the people what they want? But while I didn't make up this show, it is fair to say that I perfected it 
Mm. But why anyone made up the show in the first place is a great mystery. Um, no, it's not. We made this show to encourage our listeners not to believe everything they hear without doing their own research and using reliable sources while learning about fun topics at the same time. That's why we made the show? That is indeed a fact. Huh. All right. Well, I'm okay with that. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, great. Well, why don't we do it by telling everyone how our game works? Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is a liar. And it is the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who, because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope, because that's what we're banking on for retirement. What are we lying about today, Deborah Goldstein? We are lying about ice dancing, choreographed dance routines performed by a couple on ice. And we're going to learn all about ice dancing along with our contestant today. Who might that be, Lisa? Our human child contestant is a 10-year-old who likes parkour, Harlan Beddows. Hi, Harlan. How are you? I'm good. Excellent. Tell me about parkour. How would you describe what parkour is? It's kind of like learning how to use the city as your own playground, like mm. learning how to jump off things, jump on things, like swinging. Wow. Lots of jumping. And have you been doing this for a long time? About like five, six months. Are there tricks or moves or something that are associated with parkour, like names of things? Yes, there are a lot of like different moves, like the lache, which is where you're swinging on a bar and then you fling yourself off the bar by letting go one hand at a time. Whoa. And have you done that? Yes, I think it's my favorite. Wow. And these are not scary or dangerous or maybe a little bit? They can be really scary once you do them for the first time or if you're wanting to do something but you're too scared to do it. That can be really scary, but it does really feel good once you actually do it. Yeah. And so then does that mean that you're just jumping and flipping all over your town? Yeah, I guess so. But normally <laughs> people will do it in a parkour gym to get practice. Uh, gotcha. I do this cool parkour trick where I fall down the stairs. No, that's not a trick. It's pretty great. No, that's not good. Actually, here, take a look. No. Oh, look at me. I'm parkour. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. That was just parkour. Something tells me it's maybe not quite as dangerous as that when you do it, Harlan, I hope. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I haven't gotten hurt yet. Okay, let's keep it that way, shall we? Yeah. I would prefer it. Okay, well, best of luck to you and parkouring around town and in the gym. And we do want to learn some more fun facts about you, Harlan, but we are going to do it playing our game Two truths and a lie. So you, Harlan, will tell us three things about yourself. Two of those things will be true. One will be a lie. We have to figure out which is which. So please, in no particular order, what are your two truths and one lie, Harlan? I'm afraid of spiders. I solved a Rubik's Cube in 10 seconds, and I was born in Toronto. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like if he's not afraid of parkour, then maybe he wouldn't be afraid of spiders. But maybe those are apples and oranges. I don't know. But what do you think, Lisa? Well, it's very interesting. So I agree with you. If he's not worried about the parkour, he's probably not afraid of spiders. Mm. That, I'm thinking, is probably the lie. But then again, you have to think about Rubik's Cube is really hard to do while you're jumping over playgrounds and stuff. So maybe <laughs> that's the lie. And also, I know that Toronto that's in Canada, and I don't know 
if Rubik's Cubes are allowed in Canada. So I'm also not sure if that's true, but maybe that's why he moved out of Canada. But I'm just going to go ahead and say he is not afraid of spiders. And that is my final answer. Thank you very much. Okay. I'm with you on that, surprisingly. All right, Harlan, which one of those things is actually a lie? At least I got it right. I am not afraid of spiders. <gasps> oh, that's great because there is a giant spider behind you right now. <laughs> no, that is not true. He's just teasing. But it does mean that you were born in Toronto and you have solved a Rubik's Cube in 10 seconds. That's very impressive. How did you learn to do that? I mostly just watch tutorials to learn how to solve it. And you can actually solve it side by side. The way like most people would think, you have to solve it layer by layer. Oh, good Hmm. tip for those of you trying to solve a Rubik's Cube. Thank you very much. Okay, well, you didn't fool us on this particular game, but that doesn't mean that you won't be able to spot a liar. Do you have like a strategy for trying to figure out who is lying? I try and look for who's saying things that are suspicious. And Mm. if somebody passes on a lot of questions, they're probably the truth teller because the liar Mm. could just make up a lie. But the truth teller has to pass if they don't know. Mm, Interesting. I like that logic. I like that idea, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was good. We did some practice here. We're ready to go and learn all about ice dancing. Have you ever seen ice dancing on TV or in person? Yeah, I saw a video of it. It was amazing. Yes, it is. Quite beautiful. Excellent. All right. So he's done a little bit of homework. I don't know. Watch out, experts. I think this kid is going places. All right. Please, Lisa, can you play us some music to welcome our ice dance experts? Oh, oh, it's dancing time. It's dancing time. Everyone's slipping and falling down. That's because the floor is ice. Oops, it's ice dancing. Thank you very much. Our first expert is Daphne Backman. Daphne, please introduce yourself to Harlan. My name is Daphne Backman, and I'm a figure skating journalist. Thank you very much. Now let's meet our second expert, Boris Chaikin. Boris, please introduce yourself to Harlan. Hi, Harlan. My name is Boris Chaikin, and I have been an ice dancer for 10 years and a coach for two. Thank you very much. Tell us about those sounds you scrape together, Lisa. Those are the sonorous scrapings of hot seat time. It is hot seat time, and that is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Harlan's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Daphne Backman, because her name sounds like Pac-Man, and he's an old friend of mine. Oh, how nice. By the way, he owes me $25. Daphne, if you could talk to him. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Very good. Harlan, can you please ask your first question to Daphne? What does a person with your job do? So as a figure skating journalist, I attend competitions and I interview ice dancers and figure skaters. I also take photos. Thank you so much. Okay, Harlan, you take it from here. This question is for Boris. What do you like about ice dancing? I like the choreography and rhythm. I come from a theater background, so that's kind of how I got started. And I also like spinning around really fast, which (laughs) kind of helps for this. Yeah, very good. I like it. Back to you, Harlan. This question is for both of you. What is your favorite ice dancing move, and can you describe it to me? I actually have two moves that I enjoy the most. I love twizzles. Twizzles are, of course, 
turns on one foot that go across the ice. They're usually done in synchronization. Both partners do that. And I also really love the lifts because you get into unique positions and it makes for really fun photographs. Hmm. Boy, Deborah, I really love Twizzlers. <laughs> no, not the candy. Oh. It's a move on the ice. Oh, boo. Yeah, sorry. I thought we were getting Twizzlers. Nope, sorry. My favorite move, and you're probably going to be able to guess because of the name, it's called the Death Spiral. So besides just being a super dramatic name, like one partner, me, it's the anchor while I hold hands with my other partner and I just kind of swing them around in a circle while they're bending over backwards. Whoa. It's pretty dramatic and intense and got to be my favorite. Cool. Really, Boris, that's very interesting that you bring that up. I've noticed that is really popular in another discipline. Pairs. How are pairs different than ice dance? Pairs has a different set of elements, including jumps. They also lift and throw their partner. And a lot of pair teams end their performances with the death spiral because it gets a lot of attention from the audience. Hmm, interesting. Harlan, back to you. This question is for Daphne. How do people become ice dancers? Usually accidentally. No, that is not true. (laughs) When kids start skating, they normally start learning basic learn-to-skate moves. They will usually start out in singles, and coaches will see them and encourage them to try ice dancing, maybe because they have a unique style on the ice, or they just stand out as being someone that could skate with a partner. It's not easy to skate with a partner. Yeah. That's what broke Deborah and I up. (laughs) (laughs) The ice dancing? We almost made the Olympics. I don't recall that. Interesting. (laughs) Not meant to be, I suppose. All right, Harlan. This question is for Boris. What do you think is the greatest ice dancing moment? Oh. Oh, good question. The one that jumps to my mind is the Pairs event. Again, I'm a big fan of the Pairs. It was back in 1984. I wasn't around for it, but it's kind of like a famous dance from the Sarajevo Olympics. It was Jane Torville and Christopher Dean, and they performed together. They did a routine based on Romeo and Juliet, which was kind of new for the time and kind of added a depth that wasn't there before in the sport. That's interesting, Boris. Jane Torville and Christopher Dean are very famous for doing bolero at the Olympics. Hmm. Seem to be a difference of opinion here. But who is correct? We shall have to see. All right. Excellent questions. Lots of food for thought. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because 
the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are like really sneaky and you often don't know how they're feeling. And the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! Okay. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Harlan will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, this is no time to get cold feet. Harlan, we will start with Daphne, and you can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. Name two elements that dancers are required to perform in competition. The midline step sequence, diagonal step sequence. What is the maximum duration of the free dance program? Four minutes. How old do you have to be to compete in international ice dancing competitions? That depends on age. What is the name of the governing body for international ice dancing competitions? The International Skating Union. Which ice dancing pair won a perfect score in artistic impression in the 1948 Winter Olympics? I do not know. Which part of the ice dance blade is used for jumps and spins? Toe pick. Fact or fib, women ice dancers can only wear skirts during competitions and never pants. That is no longer a fact. What is the name of the lift where a man holds his partner with one hand while they're in a horizontal position? I do not know. How many lifts are allowed during a competition? Depends on the phase of the event. Where do many of the world's best ice dancers train? Montreal, Quebec, Canada. And that is time. Time. Excellent. Lisa, please reset the timer. Done. Thank you. All right, Harlan, you can ask Boris your shorts on fire questions now. How many skaters are usually in an ice dance team? Two. What do you call when an ice dancer turns on one foot many times while moving across the ice? I think we mentioned this earlier. It's a twizzle. Yum. Which part of the ice dance boot attaches the blade to the foot? The skate joint. Which famous ice dance team from the United States won gold at the 1984 Winter Olympics? Pass. What is the term for a lift in ice dancing where one dancer holds the other upside down? An hourglass. What is the name of the edge move where a skater glides on a deep edge with the body stretched in a very low position? That is the cross lane. What is the maximum number of lifts allowed in an ice dance routine? Two. What is the term for a spin performed on one foot with the free leg extended? A flying camel spin. Fact or fib? Judges take off points if dances end too early or too late. Fact. Name a dance hold where partners are facing the same direction. A ghost hold. And that is time. That's all the time. Time is done.
Well done, experts. Well asked, Harlan. It's decision time. Harlan has toe pick our fibber based on everything he has heard today. What do you think, Harlan? Who is our ice dancing fibber? This is very hard. This is super hard, Deborah. This isn't even fair. I'm going to say that Daphne is the fibber. Why do you think Daphne is the fibber? Because she had one answer where it was like, what is the minimum age for Olympics? And she said, it depends on the age. And that didn't really make sense. Mm -hmm. But also, Boris, when it was fact or fib, it's only one word. And normally you could say that right away, but there was a little pause. But I think I'm just going to say that Daphne is the big fibber. Okay, but it wasn't so obvious to you. So it could go either way. We're going with Daphne. We're going to find out, will our actual ice dance expert please say, I am the ice dancing expert. I am the ice dancing expert. Oh, dear. Daphne Backman is the editor-in-chief of IceDance.com. It's actually Ice-Dance.com, a figure skating media website created in 1999 that is the hub for all things ice dance online. In addition, she's a figure skating photographer and the co-host for This Week in Skating and Run for Your Lives podcasts. So nice to have you here. But Daphne, we do want to do some fact-checking to make sure everybody walks away with the correct information. So, Daphne, let's isolate some lies you heard Boris tell. Anything that stood out to you? The U.S. team did not win the Olympics in 1984. Actually... A U.S. team did not stand on top of the Olympic podium until 2014, when Meryl Davis and Charlie White won the Olympic gold medal. Okay, and what about when Harlan had the question about age? How old do you have to be to compete in international ice dancing competitions? Yes, I can explain that pretty easy. It was a little bit of nerves. So with the age, it really depends on the level of skating that you're at. If you're a junior, you have to be 13 by July 1st of that year. And for senior, you have to be 17. The ISU has changed recently. They're in this process of adjusting the age one year at a time to 17. Very good. Any other things that stood out? I think that Boris mixed up pair skating with ice dance Mm. quite a few times. Mm -hmm. And the differences are? In pair skating, often lifts go above the head where the male partner is holding the female partner above his head. Mm -hmm. They also throw their partner across the ice Mm. and do what's called throw jumps. They also do side-by-side jumps as well. In ice dance, it's much more complicated in some ways because a lot of attention is placed on footwork, on twizzles, on that unison. Lifts are not above the head. There are no jumps and they do not throw their partner. I don't think anyone should throw their partner. I kind of agree with you. It sounds dangerous to me. But then again, maybe somebody who loves parkour would prefer that. Oh, yeah. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very good. Well, let's ask Boris to explain himself. So, Boris, you must have ice in your veins to tell all those lies to Harlan like that. What were some of those lies? Oh, yes, it was very difficult. Uh, (laughs) I was making up a lot of move names. Those were Mm. most of my lies. A ghost hold is not what it is called. Uh, There are a couple of different names for them. 
the Killian hold, the reverse Killian hold, and the crossed foxtrot hold, mm. but not the ghost hold. Right, and those were dance holds where partners are facing the same direction. Okay, so you made that up. That's very funny. You also made up the name of the edge move where a skater glides on a deep edge with the body stretched in a very low position, right? What did you say that was? I said it was called a cross lean because when I Googled it, that's what it really looked like to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's actually called a hydroblade, I believe. Yes? You are correct, Deborah. Okay, good. Okay. And also the term for a lift in ice dancing where one dancer holds the other upside down. I believe you said an hourglass, which sounds good, but it's an inverted lift, which is not as catchy as hourglass. I think they should change it. But anyway, who am I? And then the part of the ice dance boot that attaches the blade to the foot is the boot sole and not the skate joint. Very good. The only other fact to mention is that the name of the lift where a man holds his partner with one hand while the partner is in a horizontal position is the Canton lift. But some very creative lies there, Boris. Too creative, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we successfully pulled through another show. Many thanks to our contestant, Harlan, our champion in the think rink. And thank you to our expert and liar, Daphne and Boris. And thanks to Lisa for the spin-tertaining sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we ice out fibbers instead of sitting around and twizzling our thumbs. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib or send questions for me to answer on the show. Oh, 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 I gotta tell you this. Follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind the scenes photos and more true facts. Be sure to check out the action adventure Who Done It mini series, The Big Fib Small Tales, wherever you get your podcast. And now I'm going to go throw my partner and eat Twizzlers on the ice. <laughs> oh, no. Bye. Careful. Shh, it's starting. GZM shows imagination amplified. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.